Once upon a time, on a hill in the land of Phrygia, there stood an oak more than a thousand years old, and close by it a linden tree the same age. And not far from that hilltop lay a swampy lake fed by a shallow stream, where now only ducks and herons wandered, but people had dwelt in days of yore. Once, they say, the god Zeus came to this spot, together with his son Hermes. Disguised as mortal travelers, they were seeking a place to stay, asking kindly for shelter for the night. But the people rejected them in their humble disguises, and shut their doors, unwittingly, in the faces of gods. At the very end of the village was a hut, homely and small, covered with straw and rushes. In this lowly house lived a happy couple, the husband Philemon and Baucus, his wife. In that home, in their far corner of the village, they had spent a happy youth, and now, with hair grown white, there they had grown old together. They lived poor and were without children, but quietly bore their lot, inseparable in their love, and content in the cozy hut they shared. As the great gods approached the low roof, the elderly couple received them in with a hearty greeting, and, crouching with bowed heads, the travelers entered the little doorway. The old man Philemon placed seats for them covered by a blanket, and Baucus, wearing a homespun dress, begged them to rest themselves. The wife busied herself around the burning hearth, stirring up the ashes, piling up dry leaves and brushwood, and kindling a warm fire. Then she brought split wood and placed it under the small pot hanging over the flames. In the meantime, Philemon brought cabbage from his well-tended garden and pulled apart the leaves. Then he took down a side of smoked pork from the ceiling and cut a hefty piece from the shoulder to put into the boiling water his wife had prepared. They entertained the strangers with friendly conversation to make the time pass quickly, and even poured water into a bowl of beechwood so they could wash their weary feet. Zeus and Hermes accepted this with glad smiles, and while they were stretching their feet in the water, their gracious hosts prepared a bed fluffing the cushions stuffed with rushes, and made it softer with fine garments they kept only for special occasions. And soon the divine guests prepared to enjoy the meal that was now ready. Baucus set down the three-legged table and propped up one leg with a pot to keep it from wobbling. There were black olives, berries and syrup, endives, radishes, cottage cheese, and cooked eggs, which Baucis served on simple dishes, set out with a pitcher of wine and beechwood cups glazed with beeswax. After the main course came dessert, with nuts, figs and dates, and plums, and sweet-smelling apples, placed around a honeycomb in the middle of the table. But sweetest of all was the cheerful company of the elderly couple, poor folk who had treated utter strangers to the noblest of feasts. As they were all enjoying the food and drink, husband and wife began to notice 
that the pitcher of wine, despite how much and for how long they were drinking from it, was always full, as if by magic. It was then that they knew that these two guests were far from ordinary, and realized they were dining with gods. Their demeanor changed, and they trembled, sinking to the floor and apologizing that this little feast was all they could offer them. But they did have a goose, their one and only. They could still cook and serve. But when they went to fetch it, the goose broke free and flapped wildly around the hut, tiring out the old couple who chased after it. Suddenly, the goose settled and grew still, as it stood right by the legs of the two mysterious guests, as if under their protection. The two travelers reassured their hosts and said cheerfully, You've seen rightly, you two, but have no fear. We are gods who have come here to earth to put the goodwill of mortals to the test. Turned away from every door, we found your neighbors wicked and now punishment awaits them. But you, whose generosity, humble though it may be, surpasses all the wealth of the mighty, you shall leave this house and come with us to the top of the hill that stands above this town. Baucis and Philemon agreed, and traveling with Zeus and Hermes, they slowly climbed the path up the high hill, leaning upon their staffs. When they were but a bowshot away from the peak, they spared a glance back down and loudly gasped. Every house but theirs in their little town had sunk whole into the marsh, whose dark waters thrashed and swirled as divine justice was done. While the couple stood dumbfounded and grieved at the fate of their old neighbors, they beheld that their lowly cottage was made new, towering above the swamp as a gleaming temple. Its soaring columns held up a golden roof, and its floors were shining marble. The great god Zeus turned to the trembling elders and said kindly, Tell me, most honest and truly noble of mortals, what do you most wish? Philemon exchanged a few words with his wife, and then answered Zeus. We would be your priests, both of us. Allow us to serve you and that temple that was our home. And as we have lived together so long, let us pass on at the same hour, so neither of us will have to bury the other. Their wish was granted. For as long as husband and wife lived from that day on, they served in the temple at the edge of the marsh. And once, when they were weary with the weight of their many years, they were standing before the sacred steps, thinking back on their wondrous lives. Then Baucis saw her dear Philemon, and Philemon his dear Baucis, peacefully disappearing and floating away to the distant hill. Farewell, beloved, farewell, said each to the other as their breath left them in the same moment.
At the top of that hill, he became a great oak tree, and she a linden. And with their very roots entwined, Baucis and Philemon remain as close in death as they were in life. And so they will embrace one another to eternity. Thank you.